Today, we're going to be going over some of the most frequently asked questions that you guys have been submitting to the show on this episode of Best of Ask Me Anything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This is the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10, and I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we know we've got tons of you serious sellers out there and you guys have been submitting your questions to the show that we've been putting the answers on YouTube. So this is the third installment of Helium 10's Best of Podcast. And this features our Ask Me Anything or AMA series that is available on our Helium 10 channel. Now, if you would like to get your question answered, either on our podcast or on our YouTube channel, make sure to submit them at helium10.com forward slash ask or helium10.com forward slash questions. On one of them, you can just submit it via text. On the other one, you can actually record your voice and might be able to get you on the air possibly. So again, helium10.com forward slash ask or helium10.com forward slash questions. Now, today we're going to feature a selection of the most popular AMA YouTube clips of great questions from Amazon sellers. Now, here at Helium 10, we're obviously a a tech-driven company, and as such, we innovate first. That's how we start a new process. Then we go about seeing how we can use our innovations to make an Amazon seller's life easier and more lucrative. But more importantly, it's why the research and the data we source represent the leading edge of what's possible on the e-commerce playing field. Now, other companies might look for a way to generate income, then try to reverse engineer a data set to substantiate their claims. We like to start with the facts. Here we have Helium 10's training and content manager, Anthony Lee, who's going to answer this question that one of our listeners sent in. How do I know that Helium 10's data is accurate and up to date? We are a tech-driven company. Uh, That means that we innovate the tools first and then we figure out the best way to market them rather than the other way around. So our focus and entire purpose is providing awesome, accurate, up-to-date tools for our Amazon sellers. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. I strongly recommend checking out helium10.com forward slash podcast. Look at the podcast episode, specifically Tech Talk with Boyan. He is our CTO. Any of those. He's the guy that's leading the charge on the innovation of our tools. If you want to be assured that our data is fully up to date and accurate, listen to those podcast episodes. Listen to him talk about how we build the tools and what they're meant to do. And I feel confident that you'll be confident in our tool set. So uh, another way that you can test this is um, let the software prove it to you. When you're optimizing your Amazon listing, Be sure to leverage Magnet for keyword research and Scribbles for your actual listing optimization and watch your conversion rates increase. Whoa, a lot of Amazon sellers must enjoy the idea of the sexy life of a spy like James Bond. We get a lot of questions about this subject. Here's one about whether it's helpful to take a peek behind our competitors' listings and see what's in the back end. 007 spy style. You might be surprised with the answer. Here I'm answering a question about how can I see what's in the back end of my competitor's listings? Oh my goodness. If I had a dollar for every time I saw this question, 
I wouldn't even need to work here anymore. I'd be super rich. So that is an excellent question. Back in the day, people used to be obsessed with, man, I need to see what's in the back end of my competitors listening and get their strategy. Uh, for some people, they think that there's some real gems back there that people are hiding their best keywords and they want to mail, be able to use it. Uh, other people say, hey, I think my competitor is using my brand name, all right, in their back end and I want to report them to Amazon. Guess what, guys? Here is the answer to the question of how can I see what's in the back end of my competitors listening? Who cares? You shouldn't care. I don't care. Nobody should care. Why not? Think about it. What does it even matter? What if somebody has all kinds of just garbage? Like what if somebody has a phone case, but they have a bunch of keywords like ballpoint pen in the back end? How does that knowledge help you knowing that they have ballpoint pen in the back end of the listing? It's meaningless. What matters? What matters is what kind of keywords are they converting for? What kind of keywords are bringing them sales? Because guess what? That is something that you can actually do something with, especially if you have a similar product. Go use Cerebro and find out what keywords they're ranking high for and thus converting for that have high organic searches. Because guess what? The only way that they are maintaining a position on page one is if they're converting, you know, for those keywords, if, they, if they're going to maintain their page one position. So that is actually useful information to be able to see what they are ranking for. All right. So again, use Cerebro for that because it doesn't matter if these keywords are from the title, from the bullet points, from the front end, from the back end, from the underneath, from the stranger things under upside down world or whatever. What matters is, is that keyword bringing them sales or not? And could it potentially bring you sales? All right. So remember, if it's in the back end, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you want to know if they're indexed traditionally for it, uh, run index checker for that keyword. Like if, if you're trying to see if your brand name is in there listening in the back end, run index checker on all three uh, match types and see if all three match types hit and you don't see your brand name and their front end of their listing. Yeah, they probably have got it in the back end of their listing. But if they're indexed, but they're only passing it on the field ASIN index check on index checker, that means that they do not have it in their listing but probably they have just converted for it on PPC. Selling on Amazon sometimes feels like the Wild West. There's a lot of good guys out there. Unfortunately, there's also bad guys that aren't afraid to use black hat tactics to get ahead. Here's my answer in response to this question from an Amazon seller. Someone hacked my listing with a counterfeit and inferior product. I don't have brand registry 2.0 to report them for using my brand. What's my best recourse? The very first thing I have to tell you is, um, I'm assuming that you used Helium 10 alerts in order to know that you got hijacked. If not, and if, or else for those of you out there, make sure that you guys have Helium 10 alerts installed or activated for your products. Basically, if what happens to Chris happens, you'll get a text message and or email right away knowing that someone else has hijacked your listing, all right? So you'll, I'm right here in alerts, and if I have this one on, um, it says buy box, there's a happy face here, but if somebody else jumped in and stole my buy box, I would get a sad face and I'll get a message saying, Hey, look at this person who uh, jumped on your listing. What are you going to do about it? All right. So here is the answer to your question, Chris. Um, sometimes there's not much you can do. You can report it to Amazon, but especially if you don't have brand registry, I, I almost guarantee that they might not take uh, action. Um, a couple things that some sellers do and what Amazon actually suggests doing is make a test buy. If you, if they're selling your product on your listing, but you know, that's not the correct product, make a test buy from a buyer account. Amazon will actually tell you to do this and 
then get the product, you know, take document, everything, document the order number, take a picture of you opening it up, show the, show the box and show that it's the wrong product. And then, you know, uh, report, use that in your report to Amazon say, Hey, Amazon, look, this is my product. And then this is what this guy is selling. It's different than the listing because remember from Amazon's viewpoint, they really uh, side with the buyer, not necessarily the sellers. And um, if a customer is potentially getting the wrong item, right? That is going to give them a bad buyer experience. Amazon doesn't want the buyers to have a bad buyer experience. So if you come at them with this angle, it's actually better than, Hey, this person is infringing on my trademark. Sometimes Amazon will be like, well, you know, we don't, ain't nobody got time for that. Right? So again, um, if you don't have brand registry, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be able to do anything, but definitely make a test buy and document it and then report that to Amazon so that you can let them know that, um, that, uh, somebody is hijacking, uh, your listing with an inferior product that is different as described. So again, make sure to have alerts activated on your Helium 10 account, and you'll get a text message or an email. If one of these hijackers or listing pirates as they're multiple called, variations pops on your or separate listings, trying to sell a different that's product. always a tough question. Sellers are always trying to maximize the real estate footprint on Amazon. Here's a question about what's the right way to approach this challenging subject. Is it better to have variations or separate listings? That's what one listener wanted to know. Now, here are the things that you have to keep in mind. For example, let's go to a category here that I know has variations. Let's go to Korean uh, beauty foundation. All right. Now, if we go here and we select one of these products right here, uh, most likely these have variations on it. Let's take a look at this one. All right, here we go. You can see right here that there's a deep beige, there's a natural beige, there's a light beige. Now, as you can see, only one of those items is coming up here in the search results for this keyword. And which one is it? Let me see. Here it is right here. This is the, uh, I don't even know what color that is, okay? But only one of them come up here. You only see one H20s. That's the thing. For this keyword, Korean Beauty Foundation, only one of those three variations is possible to come up in the search results, all right? That's what happens in a variation. Uh, Amazon is not going to show each variation. Uh, you know, like It's not like you can just dominate page one with all the child items of a variation. Amazon is only going to show the one that it thinks is the best option for that keyword. So with that in mind, some people say, well, I want to split the listing up into just separate listings so that I can get all the real estate that I would want on, on a certain search terms. Now, here is the danger in doing that. Let's say that there's a very competitive keyword. I can almost guarantee you that you are not going to be able to maintain position on page one for all of the child items. All right, because different uh, child items can can perform differently for the same keyword. Like let's say you had a, a, a variation listing that had different colors and it was baseball bats. You got brown ones, red ones, green ones, blue ones. Each one might get sales, maybe even under a search for baseball bat. But I guarantee you the brown baseball bat or the regular colored baseball bat will outperform the others by 10 to one. And what does that mean? Those other ones, even if you find a way to get it to page one, it's not going to stay there on page one. So it's almost like it's for nothing that you split up the listing because what's going to happen now, you got that brown baseball bat on page one. Somebody clicks on it, but they don't really want the brown one, but maybe they would have gotten the blue one. They click on it. 
All they see is the brown one. Guess what? You just lost that sale because they don't even know where that blue one is. That blue one's stuck on page six or seven or something like that, right? All right, so in that case, it might be better not to split it up. Some cases might be completely different. Like maybe you don't see that much competition and you have a strong feeling that the different parts of the variation um, are all gonna perform equally as well and they can all stay on page one. This is more the case when it's not like a color or size variation that has clear, uh, distinct kind of likes and dislikes by its customer avatar. But this is rather the cases where maybe you had a variation listing where it wasn't um, necessarily a traditional variation of color or size or shape, but it's rather just like a family of items that have similar functions, right? In those cases, yeah, you know what? Sometimes it might be better to go ahead and separate that listing out. So there is no exact answer or your question because it depends on your category, it depends on the keywords that you're trying to target, it depends on your product, it depends on the type of variation you have. But make sure that when you make there your are so decision, many small details that these help create success on Amazon. Your product launch is the time when you have the chance to create the kind of unstoppable momentum that'll put your product at the top of Amazon's page. But not all times are equal. We received this following question, which gives Anthony a chance to make that point clear. Are there any reasons to avoid launching my first product in the fourth quarter, such as high storage fees? So yeah, there's actually a lot of reasons to avoid launching a product in the fourth quarter. Uh, storage fees is definitely going to be one of them, um, but others include once your product listing goes live, unless it's one of those magically awesome uh, products that just has so much demand and so little competition that when you throw the listing up, people start buying. Chances are you're probably going to be like everybody else and need to run uh, PPC ads. And during the fourth quarter, clicks are much, much more expensive than they are any other time of the year. So your advertising gets more expensive. Everybody's sales volume is through the roof. So if you do any launching campaigns, uh, your the amount of sales velocity uh, that you need to generate will be much higher than normal. Um, and then, you know, there's other logistical things like, for example, uh, the factories, if you import, for example, from China, a lot of factories will be slammed with orders trying to get in before uh, the peak of fourth quarter. Logistics companies will also be slammed. Uh, so your freight forwarder might have to put you in a queue. And then the worst is that the actual truck deliveries are often held up sometimes for weeks. I mean, you could get your product in on deadline and it could be sitting outside of a fulfillment center in a truck because the truck is not able to bring in the container for days and days and days. The last question and was about a launch. A well, how about relaunching a product? Everyone knows how important a good launch is. So important that a lot of the questions we get involve whether it makes sense to try and do it one more time. This question was, we'd like to relaunch a product listing with a giveaway. Is there a way to do this without losing old reviews? All right, so I'm assuming what you're talking about is like, let's say you've got an old listing and it's got, you know, um, it's got a you know, couple, couple thousand reviews, right? All right, here's a great example. I'm here on this uh, Galaxy S10 Plus screen protector. And actually I know this company is trying to do that very thing. Now look what they did. They had only three star reviews, but they had 12, 171 reviews. So what they tried to do is they tried to do a new listing right here, right? Brand new separate ASIN. 
with better reviews, but it's only got five reviews, right? So that's what happens when you make a separate listing for the same product, you lose the original review. So I'm assuming what Gyalmi wants to do is like, hey, how can I keep the number of views? He probably doesn't, wouldn't want to keep three-star reviews, but let's just say he did. So here's the thing. The reason why Gyalmi was asking that is because he was very right in, in the rest of his question. He had said that, you know, Amazon sometimes prefers newer products in it, and he might be referring to the honeymoon period where Amazon kind of gives the benefit of the doubt for a newer product. Um, so here's the thing. That is true. Uh, there have been rumors about ways that you can reset your honeymoon period by like deleting your listing and then bringing it back. I haven't tested that enough yet to be able to feel confident in explaining how to do that. Um, there are definitely methods for doing that, but here's, here's the thing. If you like your original reviews and, and, and it's good, it's not worth, you know, the trouble or trying to do some black hat method. Like another method that black hat sellers use is they try and create a, a new variation or new product and they bring in that product as a variation so they can absorb the reviews guys. Um, in my opinion, my personal opinion, that's just like looking, asking for trouble with Amazon. If you're trying to manipulate the review system, um, I would just relaunch it as is, especially if I have like hundreds of reviews. All right. Um, it might cost a little bit more money because you don't have that honeymoon period, but, um, I would just keep the listing as is because you get to keep all your old, you know, keyword ranks, uh, et cetera, as long as it's good. Now, if you don't have good keyword ranks, well, yeah, you might be, uh, you know, it might be an uphill battle, um, but still the CPR method would work on that. Or you could use like, you know, a full, full price uh, purchases. There are different, you know, websites out there like uh, rankbell.com, not affiliated with them at all, but I've used them in my test just to see if uh, I can relaunch an older product and, and it worked. All right. So there's different services like that out there guys that you can use, um, in order to relaunch even an older product. But because again, reviews are super valuable. And if you've got like three, 400 reviews, you don't want to start from scratch just so that you can get a little bit more rank juice at the beginning. It's, I would say it's much more worth it to just try and relaunch that old product. But if I can find some like solid proof that that whole, uh, uh, resetting the honeymoon period works, um, I'm going to make some videos about that. So then you guys can have some other uh, strategy out there too. Uh, don't forget guys, if you are going to launch on a certain keyword, it's important that you use Cerebro in order to analyze your competitors so that you know which exact keywords could be the most important product. Having an opportunity to, to answer That's questions from Amazon sellers makes the AMA or ask me anything format as valuable for us as it is for the people listening for the answers. Being able to understand the concerns of sellers out there on Amazon's front line is so important. Knowing what's working and where the pain points are for Amazon sellers help give us a roadmap for our company's future developments. Helium 10 is more than just a SaaS company. It's also a talented group of Amazon and e-commerce experts that have been at the same challenging crossroads and have the same questions you're struggling with. Because we've been there, we can sometimes read between the lines and understand what a seller is really asking. Like this next question that Anthony is going to answer. Can I get my listing to the first page for a certain keyword with the right methods or are those placements generally set? I think this question is asking more about uh, whether or not you have control over the keywords uh, that you're trying to rank for or if Amazon kind of makes that decision for you. Obviously, uh, that has to do with indexing, right? So it's really difficult uh, and some say almost impossible to rank for keywords that you're not indexed for. 
Um, but you do have some control over what you index for because what you index for is largely the keywords and the key phrases that are included in your listing, not just through the body of the listing, but also in places like search terms or subject matter keywords if you have that section. Um, so essentially, as long as you can get your listing to index for it, you should then be able to rank um, utilizing various uh, ranking and launch methods. Um, so you do have some control over that. They're not set. Now, if this question is more geared towards the canonical URL, uh, that one can be a little bit tricky. The keywords that are in the URL, um, Amazon seems to pick at random. Sometimes you can put the first five keywords in your title with a dash, and then those will be the ones in the canonical, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, so you only have control over that um, with regard to how often you're able to change your title because it will change uh, every time you change your title. But ultimately, it all involves the listing copy and keywords you put in your listing that affects what you index for and that will in turn affect. All right, guys, that's it for today's for questions. We hope you enjoyed this and hope you guys learned something. If you have a burning question that you would like us to answer either on this show or on YouTube, make sure to submit your questions either to helium10.com forward slash ask or helium10.com forward slash questions. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.